0: The world's not as simple as it used to be. It's not enough to be a good guy anymore. We have to be the best. The time has come. All will be accounted for, or we will hunt them. Stand up. It's time to be the heroes we were always meant to be.
1: Yeah, how how dare you take this thing that I like and uh, make it a lot more insightful than I want it to be? I like cyberpunk because of cables and shooty shoot shoot with Keanu Reeves in <laughs> yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, it went
2: from like it went from like <laughs> I thought people were just excited about Keanu Reeves, and I was like is it that big of a deal i mean the dude's been around like you know you can you can pick up a handful of movies and he'll be in your house on on yeah,
1: command yeah but john but john he's in your head in the game he's in he's inside your head
2: you act like he's not in my head now every time i go <laughs> it's either him or owen wilson it's one of the two man wow <laughs> And every time I reach for a spoon out of the silverware drawer, it's either it's either Kiana Reeves or Guy of Gisborne from um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Why a spoon, cousin? Every time,
1: every time. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a. I'm a little surprised that they actually have not gotten Keanu Reeves for anything Marvel related. Yeah, they
2: want to so bad. I, I bet think they Moon do. Moon Knight was up in the air for a while, but now it's Oscar Isaac, maybe. No, well,
1: didn't Oscar Isaac get? Cast it for, oh, no, no, wait. That's for something else. Never mind.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Like, Keanu Reeves, there was a handful of things that I... Like, whatever the last rumor was, I was like, yeah, he could do that.
1: I, I want him as Moon Knight. I think it would be excellent as Moon Knight.
2: Yeah. I... Um... I I saw the first John Wick on TV and found my violence limit. I didn't think I didn't think that I had one.
1: Oh, so you haven't watched the other ones then? I'm guessing. No. <laughs> if I couldn't handle
2: the first one on television, what makes you think I could handle the second two, which have to up the ante being sequels? Yeah. Have you, you ever?
1: Know. Man, I've never been afraid of the library until I watched uh, Volume Three.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet he kills dudes with books, doesn't he? Uh huh. Totally.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Brutally.
2: Ones, he probably picks up, like, Babysitter's Club and just cuts <laughs> down, doesn't he? Oh, it's Chicken Soup it for the Soul. It have to be, like, Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> it can be, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I get it. He His dog, like, justified. His they killed his dog. <laughs> He's also grieving at the passing of his wife. Life is tough. Yeah, fine, kill some fools, but, like, jeez. <laughs> I thought like Fury Road was like pretty rough, and then I watched that, and I was like, "Oh, Fury Road is for children."
0: <laughs> Speaking of things that are for children, let's talk about some funny books.
2: Hey, hey, that is that is degrading our our um, hobby.
1: I mean, uh, that's our, a really uh,
2: yes, because <laughs> Steven said it to me.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, who was? Oh, uh, who? Ah. Uh, Dag now, but I can't remember who said the quote or the quote in its exact words, so now I have to paraphrase. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it was uh uh who's the snake devil worshiping writer? The
0: w- Alan Moore. Alan Moore,
1: thank you, yes. Uh, I think it was him. He was saying that like the problem with comics is that they're too focused and oriented on adults, and there was another writer who was saying that like Oh, the guy that writes, that wrote, like, the, that had that really prolific run on uh, Punisher. Um, he he was saying that, like, legitimately, like, if you want to fix comics, you have to, like, point the mainline weekly comic stuff back at kids and teenagers and leave all the adult stuff for graphic novels and elseworld stories and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I've heard that sentiment a lot, and I agree with that. I do, too. I think, yeah, I think if you look at the new
2: DuckTales... It is chock full of stuff for grown-ups, but totally accessible for kids and made for kids. It's a kids' show. But it doesn't alienate the adult audience by being stupid. Because there are a lot of kids' shows, most kids' shows, that are stupid. But this one is um, really great. So yeah, why not in comics?
0: Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, let's talk about comic comical books. This is yep. the Superhuman Registration Podcast where we wax poetical about what is going on in the the world of Marvel Comics and how we feel left behind by the system because I don't actually uh, know much. Like, I've been thinking about that a lot. My knowledge about, about Marvel Comics story. ends like five, six years ago.
2: Don't know much but Like, I'm way behind,
0: and I'm not sure I'm ever going to get caught up again. I think that's a young man's game, and I'm officially an old.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, like you're not current with comics. Um, I, not I, thought, the comical I I thought uh, I I I misunderstood that, and I was like, "Stephen, your knowledge goes back farther than five years." Please,
0: <laughs> <laughs> my knowledge goes back to trading cards.
1: Yeah, yeah, The nineties, big muscles <laughs> and pouches. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. Um. Anyway, so we're here to talk about uh, new beginnings and old farewells. Not really. This is kind of a New Year's ish theme, at least in my head. Um, kind of yeah kind of we're talking about the very first marvel comic and also some another comic that is kind of about the first marvel comic so we're talking about marvel comics issue number one and then marvel comics issue number 1000 which is the uh 80th it's the 80th anniversary celebration of marvel comics so i think let's talk about this in chronological order we'll start with marvel comics number one
2: Back in the day when comics only cost a dime, <laughs> they probably wouldn't let little ladies read them. We'd all go play Jack's down at the soda fountain, <laughs> you know, the John Mulaney pit. Um, yeah, right there on the cover, 10 cents, and boy, you get a lot for 10 cents. So, no fooling,
1: okay, but also 10 cents was. A oh, yeah, you could, like, fund your
2: college <laughs> career on a handful of change, and yeah, actually is not fair anymore. I'm going to
1: so, look up the inflation for 10 cents.
2: <laughs> Still. No, I uh, my great-grandfather, who was born in 1919, said that he used to, like, go out movies, burger, and a malt. It was, like, 10 cents, 15 cents, and I'm just like, that's not fair, Papa. That's not fair at all. But, anyway... Marvel Comics contains the Human Torch, the Angel, Submariner, Masked Raider, Kazar, the great uh, 12 pages of Jungle Adventure, a whole bunch of problematic and awkward storytelling. So let's go. Um, Starting with the Human Torch, this is not Johnny Storm. This is the um, Synthetic Man, an exact replica of a human being. Um, We get his creation, his... um, abduction by a mobster who wants to use him and then he learns how to control his power and he escapes off into the world to uh, become an adventurer and we'll see where where it goes from there um, we have the angel um, again more gangsters and the angel is a uh, vigilante who's after the heads of all these crime families and he, and he Gets them and then in Deus Ex Machina, in one little panel on one page, wraps up the end where he confronts <laughs> the big two villains. So we'll probably talk about that more. Uh, the Submariner Namor has always been a jerk and will always be a jerk. Um, here he murders sailors, <laughs> and it, the the stakes of the the surface world versus Atlanteans is is set up. Um,
1: if tattoos weren't permanent, I would absolutely get a tattoo that says. Namor has always been a jerk, will always be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: the Masked Ranger, pay attention because this, this, uh, awkward, weird, uh, western, uh, will turn out to be important later. Um, there's some, some bad guys in town and gunplay afoot, and so this dude, um... I don't even know how that mask like is supposed to work. the The art <laughs> is adequate for its age, and it tells. It, it's very clear that this is dated. Um, but yeah, the the dude masks up and just shoots fools and bangs their heads together, and so it's it's a vigilante story and a western, uh, jungle terror, uh, racism, racism, <laughs> more rib- Boy, this is who Adventures Adventures going off um what's oh yeah, they're trying to find a kid's uncle. Um and uh racism, racism. I were we supposed to read Burning Rubber, a short story about the auto race track? I did not <laughs> There were there were no pictures, Steven. I skipped on right ahead.
0: <laughs> You're not missing anything.
2: I'm reading
1: a comic book, not a book.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I won't, I don't want to be tricked into reading a real book. Uh so I moved on to the Adventures of Kazar the Great from the fa- famous character created by Bob Bird. Um a a family crashes in the it's it's Tarzan. It's Tarzan. It's Tarzan. Um <laughs> I I mean I, let's not I mean like Tarzan if there was like, you know, spread out tragedy cuz his mom dies, his dad goes crazy. His dad um <laughs> <three> together <laughs> I'm sorry. His his father and his... <laughs> this is so bad. It's my favorite panel in this whole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Together, he and David, the father and his son, survived and thrived. His beard became a luxuriant growth that Czar might have envied. Czar being the lion with a big mane. I love that panel. Anyway, it's Tarzan and he fights. <laughs> Oh wait, hold on. Tarzan with with some racism thrown in um at the end uh, against uh uh what the the Dutch yeah. and uh native oh, tribes people. Well,
1: yeah, don't don't forget though. Uh, also fat shaming cuz
2: Fat shaming?
1: No, fat shaming. Oh, fat
2: shaming. Fat yeah. shaming too. Yeah, yeah. cuz the yeah.
1: villain the villain had plenty of reasons uh to be a villain, but you know, they call mm-hmm. him fat face. Mm-hmm. As if that's yep. as a that's the defining feature.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, that, that was Marvel Comics issue one. Um, it's, it's almost like you find something with some potential, like, I don't, I don't know, man, like there was just enough potential here that I could believe that it's now this, you know, enormous empire <laughs> that it is today. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, it is difficult sometimes to look at things without historical context um, to see how this measured up against other stuff. I've read very little old Batman, Superman, things that would have been out at the same time to see how well this would have done. Um, But yeah, I have uh, more notes we can go into about each of these issues. What did you guys think?
0: So I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in first. The Human Torch story I thought was actually good. Yeah, I, I read the Human Torch story and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like, that, that time that we read Spider-Man, you know, uh, Amazing Fantasy, the, the mm-hmm. first Spider-Man appearance. And it's like, oh, this story is actually good. And it got me really excited to read the rest of the book, which did not live up to its potential.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, the first Human Torch story, though, like that first story I thought was, I mean, it's obviously, you know, relic of its time. It's uh, very sort of... Uh, it's chappy. Chappy.
1: The movie, chappy.
2: It's Chappie. It's uh, Neil Blomkamp's follow-up to District Nine.
1: Yeah, it's where they find the robot, and instead of doing anything amazing with it, they use it for petty crimes. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs>
1: but it's uh, it's also about the robot kind of gaining a sense of self and uh, and figuring out nature versus nurture because it's a cop robot. It's
2: a poor man's short circuit is what it is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Chappie is alive. No, Johnny Five did it first.
1: <laughs> I I did think it was a little funny that. Uh, these gangsters find these find this uh, amazing lost robot that is on fire, and <laughs> they just want to do insurance scams with it. Yeah, <laughs> they get real big there, boys.
2: Uh, comics have gotten better about story and to storytelling uh, leaps and bounds because we we get this conversation with the scientist who's created him. And everyone's like, "Oh, we're like the it's the press," and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna tell the authorities." The authorities come in, and he talks to them, and they're like, "Hey, you shouldn't do this." And then, and then things start to happen with the human. Tor- it's, there's a lot of buildup that could have been done a lot better. Like it was, it was like three, four pages of just extra stuff that we didn't need before. Um, you know, things get moving. I guess the gangsters are introduced. Uh, you know, on page seven here, yeah. Um, we do get some good uh, gangster dialogue written out, like
1: yeah, which which I do think is a little, um, I don't know, not I don't want to say telling as in like like we're figuring out something new, um, but it's definitely it definitely is you know as as it was previously stated definitely is a, a product of its time because this was before the big giant interconnected universe. This was the first issue, so there wasn't you know a giant world of like gods and monsters. You know, in Manhattan. So, so the idea of, you know, kind of going back to this, like, really kind of, really a small-scale comic book is like almost quaint by, like, today's standards of how we think of, of comics and, like, superhero yeah. books specifically.
2: So maybe gangsters would try to trap him in a pool.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and something to, to keep in mind is that Marvel Comics number one was not published by Marvel Comics. It was published by a company called Timely Comics, uh, which is the company that eventually would uh, like either become Marvel or would get bought by the company that was Marvel. Um, but yeah, this is not like there is no shared superhero universe. There's no Marvel universe. There's no Marvel comics other than the magazine that was called Marvel Comics at this time. It was a right. product
1: of its timely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hate it. It, it, I hate it and by extension.
2: (laughs) He's gonna listen to this later and be like, dang it, that is the episode title.
1: (laughs) I hope not I hope we don't peek uh ten minutes into the episode.
2: (laughs) Oh gosh. I don't know. Depends on how long we talk about luxuriant beards, but um some there was a, a page where the paneling oh yeah, they had like arrows at one point. Oh yeah. Um but like there is one where i was like i'm following this but logically i shouldn't be able to because they've gone just wacky all over the place i'm not a fan of the of the nine panel 12 panel pages you know it's like give yourself some chance to do some art you know and boy is it wordy they got to yeah. like describe every little thing you know and so i'm trying to think I was like okay 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 these people are used to being entertained by radio these people are used to being entertained by a hoop and stick Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) tricking your friends into whitewashing the fence. I know I'm jumping decades, but like old (laughs) timey, right? So (laughs) uh, you gotta, like, it's gotta have a lot. I don't know. I don't think they trust their readers to, you know, fill in this. Like you look at how few, like, look at, okay. I feel like I constantly am referring to Hawkeye. (laughs) Um, the, uh, Matt Fraction, Davida, but you know what, find me a better issue than number 11, where there's like little to no dialogue or words, but so much being, you know, shown and, uh, then we can start using that as the go-to example. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the art in this is not bad at the same time. It's kind of hard to like, everybody kind of looks alike. Um, you know, if they weren't in different colored suits, it'd be really tricky. So there's that. But all in all, yeah, Human Torch. I was, I was like, oh, I was more okay with this one than the, than yeah. the rest that we
1: read. I think, I think the story in here that's probably the most artistically, uh, I don't know, uh, special, separate uh, is the is the Namor story. I felt like
2: I have stuff to say about the art in that. We'll get to it later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we
1: can get to it now because I'm talking about it.
2: <laughs> well,
1: it's just that I think. The art feels a little goofy, especially in contrast to like the art that we've had, you know, prior in in the book. So you have like these kinds of big, like these big eyes on on characters and the colors are just all over the place. Like he's orange in one page and then green in the other. That's what I was going to talk
2: about. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: Go ahead. Let's go. Hey, (laughs) Hey, what's the
2: deal with him being multiple colors? He's green. He's blue. He's orange. Pick a color and stay with it. it. Was that was a good? That was about it.
0: But I mean, like, that's the way the Atlanteans are in contemporary Marvel comics. Like, Namor is, you know, white person colored, but uh, the rest of the Atlanteans are blue. Like, we've seen that in in just the reading that we've done. This feels more like a mistake.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a page-to-page color change.
2: Uh, Page 31 in the app, green. Everybody's green. Green Atlanteans. Okay, they're green. They're fish people. Um, he was blue on the page before, but then uh, back to light blue on the next page after that. So what are we to believe? Like, did, did a whole bunch of algae come in yeah. front of the camera there while they were uh, and then, know, putting doing these scenes?
0: And
1: then don't forget that they explicitly tell us that Namor's mother is white. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. The whole thing is, like, they're specifically waging war against the white people. Yeah. Like, surface people, but white
1: people. Uh, That's a war I can get behind. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Oh, no, Steven. (laughs) He's going to turn us in.
0: Apparently, the title of the episode is going to be Race War Now. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't want that in my audio podcast.
1: Unless it's a Fast and Furious reference.
0: I don't want that in my in my fun times podcast about children's comic books. <laughs> Holy crap.
1: Listen, unless it, unless it's a fast and furious reference, I don't want race wars at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh gosh. Uh, embarrassing.
2: That's anyway. the worst part is that Aldo attacks us and it'll be like, you
1: have a good point. You know, like, <laughs> it's, that it's that GIF. Uh, I, forget, I forget. I think it's, uh, Mahershala, uh, in a movie, like a gangster movie, and he's pointing the gun, but he's crying. (laughs) And there's a caption on it that says, like, my face when I have to kill Keanu Reeves in the race wars.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, gosh. Somebody, no, what happened? Okay, there is one of those. It's the same clip. It's the same thing of Herschel uh, Lee. And it's, you know, my face when I have to kill Tony Hawk in the race war. Ah, yes. They tweeted it, and Tony Hawk replied to it and said, that's fair, or something like that. <laughs> it was really weird, um anyway, I think so. I
1: said like I think I appreciate the hesitation or something like that.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> what it was oh gosh <laughs> i had a I had a
2: question for you guys.
0: yes, back on track
2: my my attraction to superheroes is always their powers and wanting to know what they can do. um the angel are his powers just murder
1: yeah, yep. Okay, and, and la- later later in the marvel mythos uh he gets a cape that lets him fly
2: i think he kind of has that here because he's on the rooftop in one scene and manages no to like no it's, a, into it's,
1: a... it's like a magical cape it's a it's a big deal about him getting it oh it's not just him
2: because like all i can tell here is that his power is to murder and to have a pencil mustache
0: i mean <laughs> do you need more power than that
2: no not at all i just wanted to make sure that i'm clear
0: Yeah,
1: it's Wesley Snipes, not Mahershala Ali. Yeah,
0: you're right. Now that yeah, that's definitely Wesley Snipes. Anyway,
1: um, (laughs) yo, hey, he's he's Marvel related. He was Blade once.
0: Mm -hmm. He was Blade once.
1: Well, three times.
0: Mahershala Ali is gonna be Blade again.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. We were never off topic.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) Anyway, like the the Angel story was frustrating to read. yeah
2: one of the yeah
0: you know the plot's just going along he's like picking off these people and then it just gets wrapped up like you said just super abruptly there it was like the the human torch story was a decent chunk of story right you have an arc with beginning middle and end you have a character who changes who comes to understand a little bit more about himself who understands the people around him and that they're going to try to use him and uh, take advantage of him, but he has the power to kind of resist that. Like, there's a there's stuff there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the Angel story had, like, none of that? Yeah. None stuff. There was none stuff in it.
2: Yeah. He does, you know, he is making his way through. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the Godfather. So anytime somebody wants to off the heads of all the other crime families, it's like, oh, that tickles me. So... He has that going for him, but yeah, literally he, like, confronts the bad guys, has a gun pulled on both of them, and then Dr. Lang and Lil planned the rackets, uh, the proceeds which were to be de- deposited in this vault and split seven ways at the end of a year. That's why they wanted the big six big men done away with, so there wouldn't be any uh, splitting to do, and they would have it all themselves. It's like, hey, thanks, man. Uh, You think you could have spent a whole page kind of, like, talking that out with them, or, like... Aha! I know your plan, and like that's it. And it's like, watch out for the next episode. Did they run out of time? Did they run out of paper? Was there a paper shortage? Was it rationed? Yeah. I mean, I mean,
1: clearly there wasn't because they they had paper for that burn rubber story. Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, wasn't this during World War Two? Uh,
1: thirty-nine.
0: Okay, so World War II technically might have been going on, but the U.S. wasn't part of it. No, it wasn't. Hey, yet.
1: Yeah, it was. It was in thirty. Well, oh wait, thirty-nine. Never mind.
2: 39 is, like, September 1st is when Britain declared war on Germany for invading Poland. But, like, Germany had been up to some shenanigans before then. So, depends on where you were located for the war. Yeah.
1: So, not in America. No. <laughs> we didn't care about the war for a while. Until no. it got personal. No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> World War II, this time it's personal. Oh,
1: God. World okay. War Two. electric boogaloo. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> this, is, this episode is off to some weird places. <laughs>
2: um so Submariner's a jerk. Um <laughs> So at least there's the, some consistency.
1: Okay, I also like that um okay. <sighs> I feel like there's a bit of a leap in the logic in, in the in-world logic of uh, Namor because <laughs> They talk about him being like the son of of an Atlantean woman and a human man, a white human man, I guess, if we're going to make that distinction. But they, they go like, yeah, because of that, you know, Atlanteans or whatever we are, submariners, have to, we have to return to the water, you know, every five hours or else we could die. But because you're the son of both, you don't have that weakness. Also, you can fly. I'm sorry, where how where does that equation how do you get that from 1 and 2 how are you getting 5? Please um I would submit
2: <laughs> that we have John Carter of Mars. A story that came out, you know, a long time before this that kind of inspired a lot of this this genre like sci-fi fantasy that kind of thing. Uh he was stronger on Mars because the gravity was different and could leap um take that to the next level he, you can fly if you're strong enough maybe so uh namor has the strength of a thousand men um yeah, i'm i'm more like you know fly that doesn't bother me he he's got wings on his ankles so that's going to do some of the some of the heavy lifting but he uh his his punches should be evaporating people imagine you were hit by a thousand guys in the face at once you would you would be dust
1: you yeah would be you a big
2: cloud of goo
1: you don't use um, all your power at once you have to picture the the egg in the microwave
0: sure he's not gonna get that he's not that.
1: <laughs> he's is not that an anime thing it is
0: don't worry about it's it an anime it's thing. an
2: anime thing mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i was trying to picture i was like it's it's just the thing you don't you don't use your thousand men strength all the time every because time. he is
2: on a literal crusade against the white man. Do you think he's not going to punch everybody as hard as he can?
1: I mean, probably. You're right. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Why <sighs> are you right?
2: So, yeah. <laughs> but it's you know at least he's being like discriminating with his victims. You know, lighthouse keepers first. Kill those fools. So
0: oh gosh um yeah <laughs> so uh the namor story uh, you know i've talked about how like when i'm reading i like to take screen grabs of the page that i'm reading and i like scribble notes on it i have nothing for the namor story
2: <laughs> it's not honestly. it's not bad apart from like hey namor you're like straight up evil fool um and the inconsistencies in the art but like the way that it's laid out, I mean, there's a lot. I'm like looking and I'm like there's a lot of text here, but that is <laughs> you know, again of its of its age. But like the art is like Aldo was saying, it's you know doing something different. It is a little bit like looser than other stuff. You know, Angel is very rigid, uh, Masked Raider very rigid. You know, um, so at least it's it is doing something you know a little different. Um, is it Bill Everett? Is that who this is? Is that who the artist is too? I don't know. I don't have that in front of me, but yeah, maybe that's what set it apart. You know, back in the day when I'm sure, like there were dozens and dozens of these Western comics, like Masquerader.
1: This this really does feel like a. Uh, I mean, it doesn't feel like it. Because, uh, it's an accident It's because it is a digest, um, and I think there's something uh, kind of neat about that. How how much uh, how many genres are covered? In this book that costs ten cents, like I think that's uh, that's really impressive because you get, you know, you get some sci-fi, you get some preliminary superhero stuff, mobster stuff, get a couple, you know, uh, jungle stories. (laughs) See, it's a really, yeah, it's really good variety. There's there's really good bang for your ten cents. Yeah, which which have the which have the the buying power of a buck eighty three in twenty twenty.
2: A buck eighty three.
1: Yeah, can you imagine getting how many pages is this? Like really? sixty pages for a do- for less than two dollars nowadays. Nuh-uh. That
2: seems that seems like still seems low. Like it seems like you could do more with ten cents than just a buck eighty three. I don't and know, you-
0: Sean. That's like a lot. That's like <laughs> eighteen times the value. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah, I'm just th- like you know thinking like it's you know four bucks for a single issue comic. Yeah, uh, twenty pages, give or take.
1: Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is could you imagine this value for for two dollars? I
2: don't know. All these cowboys look alike. So, we can...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to
1: get the cost down to ten cents somehow. <laughs> the cowboy Draw budget. Draw them fast. Draw fast. <laughs> well, the cowboy budget. We can't we can't handle these many individuals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, we have another story. That's exactly what it'll be. Just words. Just text. Call yeah. it Burning Rubber, because we're burning money on these books.
2: Just move along. <laughs> Having said that, in the 1000 issue, there's one, it's a single page. At least it's a, like a big illustration with text on it in the form of a short story. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you straight up snuck a short story into my comic book, you you fools, you... Heathens. Jerks. So, Masquerader, what do you guys have about Masquerader? I think I wrote down, there are like eight dudes in this town. How do they not know it's him? Uh, It's very, (laughs) Yeah. He's still wearing, like, he's wearing a mask. But, like, they're like, hey, Dave, aren't those your chaps? Dave, take that mask off, Dave. Quit quit smacking us around.
0: The the bit that got me is the Masquerader shows up and he's like, Slick, do you walk to jail, or will I have to drag you? And the guy that he's got at gunpoint is like, You're masked! <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like,
2: What a counter-argument. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and rethink my life.
0: Well done, Jeeves. You've cracked it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is he just, like, shocked? You're masked!
0: <laughs> I
2: guess? Is there something that we can... I'm just going to start yelling that at people when I go to the store. <laughs> you're masked. You're rude. No, it's like, a, you. it's like a congratulatory thing.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, somehow I don't think that's going to come across as well as you. Think yeah, you're it probably
2: right. I'm going to start yelling. You're not masked. Yeah. <laughs> also. Oh, my gosh. People are stupid. Someone posted on the Marvel. No, hold on. hold on. yeah, I'll derail this. We got to talk about this. This is the the Marvel subreddit. Our Marvel subreddit, okay? My knowledge of Marvel is a bit limited outside the mainstream movies and shows, so please bear with me. He's This person genuinely trying to understand who's a mutant and who's not. I'm like, all right, all right. Someone was like, uh, what do they say? Oh, I have to see everyone. Sorry, people have commented on me saying, Spider-Man's not a mutant, you dummies. I didn't say dummies. Oh, sorry, I'm not, no, I'm not wading into this kiddie pool of dumb. But yeah. <laughs> no. Everyone else okay. is like, "Yeah, how come Spider Man's not considered a mutant? Oh, I thought that the Fantastic Four was." It's like, didn't you guys all watch that like that like special right before the the VHS of the X Men comic from the ninety two like or a show from ninety two where they're like, uh Stan Lee here. I wanted to make superheroes that weren't just uh, created by radioactive uh, animals. So it's uh, they were born with their powers. That's all."
1: Yeah, but that doesn't clarify who's a mutant or not.
2: Spider-Man got bit by a spider That's why Spider-Man He's not a mutant Thor is a god He's a god He's not a mutant Fantastic Four More radiation Not a mutant If it was If radiation was involved And it wasn't your dad being You know Radiated And you were born with something Then Then you're Yeah You're not a mutant You're a a Mutate I think is the technical term That they use So
0: And none of that Is relevant (laughs) to Marvel Comics number one
2: Oh, isn't it, Steven? They've retconned that Namor the submariner is a mutant.
1: The first mutant.
0: Yeah, retconned. After as it, it
2: After Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. oh, gosh.
0: Technically Mr. Sinister predates Namor too, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because he's like Victorian. Okay, but
1: yeah. he predates him, but does he also just date him? No. We
2: haven't gotten there yet.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Um I feel like we're we're Spinning our wheels a little. bit. A little bit, yeah. We better? should probably do you move on. Need to cover on this.
2: Uh, Jungle terror is bad. <laughs> Jungle
0: um, terror is bad.
2: Yeah. If I... if it was just an adventure story about a plane crash and they have to go and like fight the wilds, but instead it's like, oh no, racism.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this it, final verdict, mixed bag.
1: Oh, that's put it lightly, but yes.
0: Yeah, I think there's. I do genuinely think there's some good stuff in here. Yeah. But the. uh... Yeah, the Kzar story is is not good. The I didn't think the Angel story was very good. The Namor story was kind of whatever. The cowboy story, Western stories just don't do anything for me.
2: I know, unless it's like I'll watch a Western movie, or better yet, like um, something that will try to like you know spin that trope. Like you know, you've seen one Western, you've seen most Westerns, but then when they try to change things up a little bit, um, that's always good.
1: Like Logan, it's a Western but with claws. Bingo.
0: I guess I liked Jonah Hex.
1: Jonah Hex.
0: The comics, not the movie.
1: Yeah, but Jonah Hex, not John. Yeah, Jonah Hex. Okay. I,
2: I said Jonah Hex. No, you said John Hex. The way the way he's the way he's saying Jonah, he's saying it quickly, so it sounds like John. Ah. Yeah. No, it's it's Jonah. Okay.
1: Jonah Hex. <laughs> Jonathan Hex. <laughs> jo- John 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 Hexagar
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so Marvel Comics number one thousand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah the whole name wouldn't fit on a, a Business card so we shortened it At Ellis Island <laughs> It's a real shame what they did to my culture
1: Marvel
0: Comics number 1000 Released for the 80th anniversary Of Marvel Comics uh, I'm gonna Keep the summary to this one real brief Because honestly It's uh it's going to be hard to describe. Like it, this is very very similar to the X Men Holiday Special that we read last time. It is, yeah. It is just a whole bunch of one page stories slash vignettes um, with a through line. There is a a narrative arc that is uh, not necessarily uh, super binding, but it it is. It doesn't necessarily tie all of the vignettes together, but it does come up several times throughout the book. It's meant to thematically kind of tie everything together. Your mileage may vary on how well that actually works. There is a, uh, the plot, as it were, is that there is this mask that people can wear, and the mask has the ability to equalize you. You have, like, your, uh, if you wear the mask, you have the abilities uh, to fight against or match with anybody that you happen to come up against. So it's not going to give you an advantage, but it's going to put you on equal footing, which is an interesting premise that I'm not sure how well it works. Um, <clears throat> but it th- there are some pretty cool things that they kind of do with it. They tie it in a lot to Marvel Comics number one. The mask is the same mask that was worn by
1: uh, the Masked Raider
0: the raider in that one comic and um yeah that's it it has some tie-in to the uh the black knight who is a character from uh the avengers so that all is is kind of interesting and you've got this uh group of people who are trying to investigate the origins of the mask uh the the main character that i remember is i think his name is jimmy woo Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's from Agent of Atlas. Agent of Atlas. Secret Man. Which is a series that I've heard a lot of really good things about and have never read. And in the meantime, like in between everything, you have a bunch of people who are like a bunch of different Marvel Comics heroes are getting interviewed. And the person who is interviewing them, it turns out at the end, is the person who owns the mask now. And he puts the mask on. He's like, "Uh, I am. What does he call himself? Infinity? Wait, no.
1: I, I think it's." Yeah, I think it's just the masked rater. Just it says that, but it'll end with the masked rater.
2: Yeah, it says twenty twenty. The face under the mask is revealed, but it doesn't say.
1: I also just realized that, like on like the second, the last one, the eternity page, eternity. Uh, the the people in eternity's hand are like the protagonists from the from Marvel number one. Mm-hmm.
2: I do think it's funny that the angel cartoon, the angel cartoon, the angel issue, there were dudes who walked in and were like, we're concerned citizens, deputize us. And the mayor's like, no, okay. (laughs) And just like, (laughs) I didn't know you could do that.
1: So one of the things I do want to say, while Steven is, I guess, getting frustrated with this technology, is that I think the thing that surprised me the most about Marvel 1, especially, well, not 1, Marvel 1000. When you open up the first story, it's pretty much like a one page summary or the the, or the first page, like a remake of the first page from Marvel One of like the, the the journalists coming in to talk to the scientists who just created the human torch. So like immediately I just assumed we were gonna get like one page recreations of like these important events per year in Marvel Comics, right? Not so.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah,
1: and I'm kinda happy it wasn't because I think for the most part what you get is I feel like seventy-five, maybe like eighty percent of this of the pages in here are more or less like a one page condensation. Is that the word Condensation. Uh <laughs> like a one page summary of like what makes these Marvel characters special. Or like you're you're kinda boiling down their essence to like something that defines or can define those characters, and that's that. That goes like stuff from like the storm story, uh, which is which was a kind of, you know, it was a really nice story about uh, a girl who was stuck in a boat at sea, and storm comes and saves her. But when you look at the year, and I forgot, uh, I wish I would have grabbed the screen cap of all these because it'll be a pain in the butt to have to find these. But <laughs> but in the year, because because uh, each page also has like the year and like what is the relevant the relevancy or to to that year so they'll have like some stories will be like this writer joined and they started this run or like an event happened like the death of gwen stacy is is a year is an event in a year but the but the one for for storm is this is the year that storm got a cool new haircut
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah some of some of their events were less noteworthy than others. That one, though, is justified because Mohawk Storm is best storm. Yeah, but
1: it doesn't even have Mohawk Storm in the comic itself.
0: Nope, it just says Storm dramatically changes her look.
1: Yes, so so there's some of those that I, I don't want to say they're bad, but they're a li- they're they're a little disconnected.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the significance of the event that they're highlighting is not super clear
1: yeah and i think the one or oh, the one event i was uh i was super not cool with or not not that i'm not cool with it just i just out of all the events granted i don't have uh an amazing encyclopedic knowledge of of, of marvel events per year but i feel like you could have done something better other than mary jane reveals that they were never married
0: yeah. Uh, yeah yeah
1: yeah exact exactly
0: yeah. On, on a related note um, like I think at this point we're just like diving in and talking about stuff that we think is noteworthy um, page 82 is the story that was written by J. Michael Straczynski called What Do You Regret <laughs> that page is awesome because it's got things like Spider-Man says I regret everything mm-hmm. Captain America says I regret everyone I couldn't save Wolverine says not a freaking thing buzz off Groot says, "I am Groot," and then J. Michael Straczynski says, "Sins Past."
1: <laughs> oh, beautiful! Yeah. I, I, I will, yeah. I will, I will never not feel bad for for Jay Michael Straczynski because he did not, from what I have understood, he did not want to write that. He did not. <laughs> that was uh, that was mostly a quesada thing.
2: I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad that you caught that because it went over my head because I was like. Oh, so that's, that's some dude I should know who it is, but I don't. Hey, look, Hulk is making a purple pants joke.
1: <laughs> I made the, uh, the, the terrible decision to read all of this in one sitting. So I think some of the finer notes or details in like the, the, the last third of this book or last quarter of this book, I probably missed out on a lot. And I kind of want to go back and, and re- look at some of those.
0: And that's actually that's actually one of my biggest criticisms of this book is that the one-page narrative, they don't do enough innovative things with it. Hmm. Um, And the stories, quote-unquote, aren't, generally speaking, strong enough to stand on their own, and it goes on too long. Like There are some that I think work really, really well. Uh, The Brad Meltzer Spider-Man story, where he's telling everybody who he saves that his name is Ben. And so there's a slew of children across New York who are all now named Ben. Like That one's really good. I love the Thing story. Um, the, like, some of those one pages are really, really good. And it's kind of the same thing that we saw with the X-Men holiday special, where if it's got a really good emotional core or a really good joke, it lands and it kind of sticks with you. But 80 pages of it is a lot. Yeah. And by the end, I just, like, I'm skipping through because it's like, I've seen it. Okay, cool. You're doing the, the plaintive take the one page summary of why this hero does the thing that they do we covered that already the thing story did it better uh okay you're furthering this this plot regarding the mask and the master raider don't care like yeah it's almost too much
1: yeah you you know which one kills me like absolutely kills me because i didn't realize it till i finished the book was the the miles morales story here yeah it's it's okay it's why because it's, they don't, I feel like they don't do really anything with it. Cause it's, it's in 2011. It's celebrating his first appearance in ultimate fallout number four. And it's, at least for me, it's like at this point in the book, I was, you know, if, if the page didn't grasp me, I just kind of skipped over it. I, I skipped over it. Not realizing it was a miles story. Um, it's the
0: prose page though, right?
1: It's yeah. yeah.
2: It's, it's yeah. he gets locked out of his
1: house.
0: Oh, you meant kills you in like a bad way and like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, yeah, it killed me that you didn't get something a little bit more like celebratory, I guess. Well, like it's not. That's what I was going to ask.
2: How did they decide which things to commemorate? Because it didn't seem like they were all of equal import to me. Yeah. So maybe maybe I don't, you know, it's inside baseball and I don't know, but like, you know. Adam Brashear, the blue Marvel, comes out of self-imposed retirement in 2009. And uh, 2010, why Mary Jane Watson didn't marry Peter Parker is revealed in Amazing Spider-Man 638. And then Miles Morales is introduced in Ultimate Fallout number four. That Like, that's a big deal, Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah but
1: but then it's also, so there's also, like, a few that, like, I get, right? Which is, like, the, the Iron Man movies released. Yeah, that's a big deal. Well,
0: mm-hmm. oh, that's also one of the better pages, I think, by the yeah.
1: way. Yeah, yeah. So, and so like, that's a good, uh, do you want to, do you want to tell us what that page is? Cause I don't remember.
0: Yeah. Uh, we should do the same thing that we did last time where we, you know, summarize who the yeah. creators so
1: are. So it's armor, armor disassembled by Chip Zdarsky, who, who I guess did the art and the, and the writing, which <laughs> I guess there's not really a whole lot of writing, but it's, it's a, uh, it's a four by four panels. If You can even call them that. They're portraits of Iron Man kind of slimming down and kind of. You know, going from the big, bulky, original Iron Man suit. The Mark 1. Yeah, yeah going to, like, progressively, you know, more advanced, sleeker-looking ones. Until eventually it's just Tony Stark, and then his face disassembles, and they're just empty panels. Which, I'm guessing, is more of a reference to him becoming an AI.
0: Or it's just, like, who's the man behind the armor? It's like, the as you take away the armor from Tony Stark, there's less and less of him, like, it's, the point yeah. is, though, it's something that you can think about. It's different than anything else in the book. The thing, the pages that really got me were the pages that I thought were actually trying to do something interesting with the comics format. Yes. And I don't know that any of them were more inventive than that one. I think that one might actually yeah. be my favorite just in terms of style.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah. it was back to, like, what I was saying is – so that – that page is a celebration for Iron Man film being released in like 2008. And oh. then like we, you know we we, we go up uh, 8 years to the 2016 which is the Deadpool movie is released which you know that's got that's a pretty big deal I guess. R-rated movie was like the best R-rated comedy uh highest grossing film of all time at that point in time. Um, and you know it was Fox's first good X-Men movie in a while. <laughs> <laughs> So, so they have that, and it's a, it's a, it's called Gridlocked It's by Derek Landy and Paco Medina, and it's just uh, Deadpool kind of doing an interview, right? But then the one for 2017, and not that I have anything against it because it's probably one of my favorite Marvel films, but the the year is 2017, and the event is Stanley appears as the Watcher in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two.
0: Yeah,
1: which uh. he's is. I mean, they don't really specify okay first of all they don't really specify that he's a watcher
0: yeah
2: he it, more like he was just talking like talking to the watchers and needed a ride at the end of it from them to get home yeah
1: which isn't bad it's a funny bit but I feel like if that yeah. if the point was to reveal that he was a watcher eh, whatever oh <laughs> but and so it's like that what do you regret page that we were talking about with by Straczynski yeah. and McGinnis and so like I feel like there's a lot of dissonance there because you have obviously we have that joke about since past we have a celebration for Stanley being the watcher in Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 and and this thing about regrets by Straczynski. like I, that that page is not um there's a lot of dissonance there and no, i'm just not not yeah. not it's not cool i'm not i'm not down for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah what well, uh,
2: there were some some pages I really enjoyed um, where the art was really great um, uh, I enjoyed the art because it was the uh, Eminence uh, for Patsy Walker Hellcat and six tips for selfie success Oh yes it was, was good I liked, I liked that art a lot and it was a it was a fun you know take on the character like you know breaking out an action scene um, can you guys explain to me I liked this Loki page the journey. like you can escape you can escape you can escape and it's different versions of loki uh, commemorating 1952 journey into mystery debuts is it like different versions of loki meeting up and like you know plotting and scheming i don't understand or like uh, older versions of himself or or how does that i don't know if you guys made any more sense of it it's kieran gillen is the writer doug braithwaite is the artist
1: i think it at least my my initial thought was i thought it had to do with uh Some of the Marvel stuff that had been going on with War of the Realms prior to that, I thought there were multiple Lokis. I thought that was a thing that was happening.
0: Beyond that, like, Lokis had uh, several different incarnations, I guess, as it were. And beyond that, I actually was completely lost by that. Okay. Which, again, was something that we saw with some of the stories from the X-Men holiday special, where if you didn't know all of these different elements of Marvel Comics history... You were lost.
2: Which goes against the... Every comic might be someone's first comic. Yeah. yeah,
0: And I think that should be especially important for big celebratory issues like this.
2: Yeah. Because it should hook you into all these different characters and stories.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like because of something like this, that you're celebrating the past, you're celebrating a lot of Marvel mm-hmm. history, I feel like some of those deep cuts are, I don't know, a little bit more forgivable because you know yeah you can't appease everybody and if you and i think you know there's a there's a balance between like fan service and introduction right and i think something like that loki one yeah that'll lose me but that also intrigues me to find out more and i you know it also hooks me into maybe reading more stuff but i mean at the same time i guess i wouldn't even know where to start right because i don't know what that's a reference to yeah. Which I guess I just argued against myself in the same argument I, I made for that book.
2: Uh, <laughs> hey, they did uh The Return of Not Brand Ech with Jeff Loeb and Tim Say. Oh yeah, I saw that and I was like, hey,
1: Steven probably <laughs> hey, likes that one. It's the
2: it's the thing it and the in bu- bulk, the incredible bulk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh one of one of those <laughs> again, some dissonance between the event and the actual story being written It's nineteen ninety four the infamous clone saga begins in the Spider-Man titles. It's like, do
2: we really need to commemorate that garbage?
1: <laughs> but the story, though, I actually quite like the story because it's called "The Route" by Donny Cates and art by Jeff Shaw.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, and color by uh, David Curiel. It's it's Peter doing an interview where he's talking about the route that he takes when he patrols, and he talks about how like how the way his spider sense work it alerts him to danger, but I guess at traumatic places it like it lingers and he feels the spider sense a little differently. So he talks about how he starts off at the place where like captain Stacy died. Then he goes to the bridge where when Stacy died, then he goes, then he ends every, every patrol he ends at the warehouse where he caught uncle Ben's killer. And he talks about how there's more places than that. But that, those are kind of like, that's kind of the route that he takes every time he, he does that, and it's uh, it's one of those aspects that I, I like and dislike. I like my happy-go-lucky, cheery, goofy Spider-Man stories, and I, and I'm not saying Spider-Man can't be emotional, but this feels a little like a little emo.
2: <laughs> little. Yeah, it's like that makes no sense because then bad guys could just like camp out at the spot they always see you every day.
0: Yeah, like you, you plan a heist. Spider-Man's at you know on Fifth Avenue at <laughs> eleven thirty. You be on sixth. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. Okay, yeah, but also perfect crime. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, how
2: about prof- now? Did you read the Phil uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller and Javier Rodriguez? Uh, yes, Professor Cold Call, where he calls Doc. Ock, like you don't. He calls a professor asking, "Hey, I'm having all these strange things," and like breaks down his powers. And it's Doctor Otto Octavius who takes the call. Like what a nut doesn't believe him.
1: <laughs> yes, I thought that was excellent.
2: So some of them like are excellent. Some yeah. of them are like
0: meh, you know.
1: I think yeah. I think the other one I I quite enjoyed was the bloodbath one because I didn't know that this was a book that existed. Oh
0: gosh, that was the Wolverine Punisher. Yes, one, Yes, right? yes, 1993,
1: oh, Wolverine and the Punisher, Damaging Evidence is published. It's written by Jason Aaron, art by Goran Par Parlov. Have we seen him before, Goran or them, Goran Parlov? Have they been? On the podcast, Not that I am aware of. Okay. And, ring a bell. Anyway, so it's so it's the Punisher and Wolverine, and they just killed a bunch of ninja assassins. And Wolverine is meditating; he's clearing his mind while he's still like stabbed with like ninja stars and whatnot. And, and then he just tells he just tells uh, the Punisher he's like, "I like bath bombs; <laughs> the the the, vizier, the better." I'll sit and soak in one for hours. Healing factor means I don't get all pruny. Never told that to anybody in my life. Don't know why I'm telling the Punisher, except it feels good to say it. <laughs> and then the Punisher responds that, like, his wife took baths, and, and so he does too. I, he obviously gets real, you know, goth emo about it. He's like, sometimes I do too. So hot, they're scalding, blistering. <laughs> <laughs> The Wolverine just tells them, you know, we're both bad guys. Uh, you know, w- when we live through this, I'm sending you a box of bath bombs. <laughs> and they just go right back to the snick and the
2: I enjoyed the callback not only to like Little Black Agar in Slumberland, like Little Nemo and Wonder and uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Black Agar. Or, uh that was hilarious.
0: That more different. like
1: more like uh napagar sleep again
0: <laughs>
2: oh, <God. laughs> okay john it wasn't that good Steven no that, no okay look <laughs> aldo aldo you have to excuse steven he doesn't get it he just he just
0: <laughs> okay then explain it to me
2: you see his name is blackagar bolt again <laughs> And what Aldo did, oh, this is really great. I don't I don't know if he missed this, but he took that name <laughs> and just swapped it all around like he was doing a three card Monty trick with the syllables there. And when you explain a joke, it's not funny, Steven. You should friggin' know that. Let's move <laughs> on. In summary, I think we can all agree Blade Week was pretty good. Uh the uh Red Wolf, I I have no idea what that was, but the art was different and fun and cool. So good.
0: Mm -hmm. The the, the art was so good on that one.
2: I didn't understand what this uh, ever stage center, the Roy Thomas, Rod Reese um, commemorating Wolverine being introduced. It's like the last panel looks like, you know, when he's introduced, but it's before that they're like.
1: Oh, it's like a stage play. I guess the whole thing
2: is a stage play because it felt like it was a stage play, and then the last panel was. Like the real comic, but now that I'm looking closer, it's like okay, this yeah. is there. Maybe there's supposed to be sets.
1: What? Uh, yeah, him, I I know we get. I, I don't, and I don't know that it's an unfair amount of representation because I, I'm not gonna go through and tally up who's represented and what in this book. But we get a lot of Spider-Man, right? Somebody has. <laughs> oh yeah. But oh, yeah. It feels. I feel like they really missed out on celebrating like the Spider Verse event. Yeah. I I yeah. feel like that deserved a page because my because my initial my gut reaction was like they have a page for the death of Gwen Stacy but they don't have a page for like the return of Gwen Stacy as Spider-Gwen you know a a, a total 180 on a character who has been known as as um just uh just absolutely getting fridged for the, for for the for the main character right who finally kind of yeah. becomes or becomes something more than they were just ascended past their legacy into becoming like a new mainstay of Marvel Comics. And that, like, I feel like that deserves its own, its, its own, like, celebration. And that happens in the Spider-Verse event.
2: Well, we hear your complaints, Aldo, but we are going to do a whole page. Ready for this? Just about Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy's friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: And we
1: get a whole page for Deadpool complaining about... Something and bikini girls.
0: Or we get two full pages of Deadpool complaining.
1: Yeah, but one of them has bikini girls.
0: Oh and and Speedball.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, but that oh, was yeah, that was, yeah, that, was, was that, pretty,
1: that was pretty funny, yeah. No, yeah, no.
2: Yeah, no, yeah <laughs> the, the the comic the page itself no I'm I'm more upset there were some of these that were really great and even if I don't care about the character like Speedball, do not care. This is a cool comic the way that it's done. Um why do why Is that such a big deal? Would now maybe we need to look dive deeper and see that like, you know these these artists and writers got to pick what thing they wanted to point out. You know, was there fine print somewhere that I just skipped over that says like, I know no one gives a crap about speedball, but I sure do. So that's why I did it in this page.
1: I'm also curious if part of it is that just nothing major happened that year. I guess not every year can have a, a an earth-shaking revelation or new character or event.
2: I guess it is one per year. Oh boy. Now the audience has figured out, but John is just now figuring <laughs> out that each page is a year and so <laughs> <that
1: more>. John <laughs> John <laughs> I said that at the beginning of the of the segment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was not listening. <laughs> Hang on. But we skip a whole lot, right? Like it goes no. from like nope. On, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna,
1: it's, I'm gonna it's, pull it's myself the out commemorating
0: of this. the eightieth anniversary of Marvel Comics. This is why it's an eighty something page comic. It's cause each year of Marvel gets a page.
1: And they pick uh, they pick one part. thing from each year to do. And that that are part of the complaint is that not every story is completely connected to the thing that they're celebrating
0: and some of the things that they're celebrating are kind of sus
1: <laughs> like okay well, you know what as uh, as much as i will complain about the guardians of the galaxy 2 thing being chosen as a, as an event worth celebrating it uh, was a great movie uh i mean it is i just don't feel like it's i i already said my piece on that um i do appreciate that 1986 is dedicated to howard the duck movie is being released
0: yeah that one was great <laughs> A <laughs> couple things that are weird, like, there's a page of Darth Vader. There's a Star Wars page. Yeah, because
1: that's when they started printing the Star Wars books.
0: I know, but this is a Marvel comic, and Star Wars isn't part of the Marvel Comics universe. No, back in the they used
2: to do the, Marvel did the Star Wars comics back then, even before the big merger and everything.
0: I know. <laughs>
2: oh, oh.
0: He was going but home. everything else in this book is within the Marvel Universe continuity. Star Wars is not part of that.
2: Well, a universe can contain many galaxies. <laughs> and as, as you know, the Star Wars galaxy is a far, far away as a way. Okay, so.
0: Simpsons nerd.
2: <laughs> no, I believe that guy has a voice like
1: this. Okay, but also, uh, uh, yeah, I'm also going to be that guy. They have uh, Conan the Barbarian joining the Marvel Universe at like whatever year it is. Yeah. But for so many years, they did not have the license to it. So he technically wasn't part of the Marvel Universe for a long time.
0: But I think some of the things that were introduced in the Conan comics wound up being part of uh, Marvel Comics continuity. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to confirm this, but I believe that the character Shuma Goroth, who is best known for his appearance in Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> Two. Um, <laughs> I believe that he got his, like, he was introduced in the Conan comics for Marvel.
1: I mean, I'm in the, so like, the Marvel wiki right now. I'll find that.
0: Well, he was named after a character by Robert Howard, who is the guy who created uh, Conan. So maybe the connection's a little more tenuous than that. But, um, yeah, frankly, though, the Conan story kind of threw me out of comics in a similar way. But that was more because I forget that Conan is now technically part of the Marvel comics. I think Conan was an Avenger.
1: Recently, he was.
0: Yeah, recently Conan was an Avenger. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. We, sh- we got to read some Conan
1: comics. I've I've wanted to. Uh,
0: we need to remember that for, like, the next time we can't think of what to read. Yeah,
1: I, I've wanted to, but my favorite uh, Conan... The, actually, I don't think any of them are on the Unlimited app. Because I think I wanted to recommend the Conan story a while back, and it was not available on the Unlimited.
0: <sighs> well, we'll need to keep
2: looking. I liked the Apocalypse page more than the event Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> i liked the cable page going through all of his battle scars and the times that he got him because he's a time traveling fighting man
0: yeah i like that one a
2: lot
1: wait wait the the one where perspective just isn't a factor at all because it's done by Uh, rob liefeld
2: shush shush shush, shush. no 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 no. No, this is the one jeff lemire
1: oh okay i was thinking of the x i was thinking of the x-force page uh which is 1991
2: (laughs) Yeah, not a lot of feet on that page, is there? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, that one's not.
0: That one's not.
1: There's great. a little bit of feet, Domino feet.
2: I did like the Steve McNiven, the choice, the uh, one, the um, Silver Surfer done, uh, Stephen Steve McNiven after Mobius, that was good. Also wanted to say something about crap. It's gone. Oh no! Yes, here it is. Yeah, this is book is like a Where's Waldo of all the people that you like in comics. Like the, there's, <laughs> you know, it's great. Um, The last page, they have on page 87, they have all the writers, all the pencilers, all the inkers, all the color artists, letterers, covers, and then like the, you know, editorial team. But then they have on um, page 88, an in memoriam. And Jack, Stan, and Steve Ditko are at the top, and then everybody else. And there's a lot of people. And you look through this name, and you're, all the names here, and you're like, oh, crap." Oh, and I just noticed Len Wein on there, and that makes me really sad because he just recently passed away, and he was a great guy. Wait. oh, and was that? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't yeah. know that. In the I last didn't two think I years, that yeah.
1: Wow.
0: I listened to a podcast with him not that long ago. He
2: is frequently on the Nerdist Writers panel or in the Nerdist Comics panel and is great fun. He's great fun to listen to. Now, I say this not knowing any of his backstory, so I don't know if, like, you know, there's some page dedicated to all the awful things. I don't think he is a bad person, but you never know. I mean,
0: freaking. (laughs) Oh,
1: Justin Ponser is on here mm -hmm. as well, which is nice to see.
0: Yeah, we we covered him. Mm Paul Ryan's on here, but not that one. <laughs>
1: hey, Frank! Frank Frazetta.
2: Yeah, Tony Morrelaro and uh, Wally Wood. And
0: this is going to be the rest of the podcast. We're just going to read the in memoriam. Thanks, page. John. Well, that sounds really. That sounds really crass. It's like no, Sorry. this is. A, this is. Like it's good that Marvel is acknowledging the talent. I'm trying to figure out how to segue from this into talking about how I like the Captain Marvel story with the cat that's like floating. Is
2: that? I have a question about that. Is that? I mean, that's that's a direct reference to the movie, but did that exist in the comics before the movie? I don't Hmm. think so. Are we are we not big enough nerds for this comic book?
0: We might not be. I
2: don't. I feel in the moment. I feel bad about that. But I know for like the re- the other you know twenty four hours twenty three hours in a day I'll be like okay with that like well that means that you know I
1: will say I will say uh, even even though I have my complaints about the Gwen Stacy and Spider Verse stuff happening the Miles Morales stuff I am really happy that Jeff the Shark gets a gets a few panels. <laughs> Thank you, John.
2: I want to re- read. I want to read that. Uh, what is it? Bloodstone. What's the name of the comic? Because Bloodstone
1: the... is that Bloodstone
2: the Elsa Bloodstone. That sounds right. I, there's a puppy, a shark puppy, and I love yeah. that. Yes, yes. Jeff
1: is the puppy, is the baby land shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, I also appreciated A Mother's Work, which apparently was written by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
2: And ah, I wanted to point that out.
1: I, I loved his
2: work in Airplane, <laughs> but I didn't know that yeah. he wrote.
1: And and Raymond Opsfeld, the writers, uh, with Mattia Delulis. What was that one again? A Mother's Work, it's 2001. It's the one that looks like the Jessica Jones books that we read
2: yeah commemorating
0: alias
1: yeah it's page uh 66 oh
0: well no, my app isn't working again remind me is that the one where uh like what actually happened in it
2: it ends with the 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 power man it, i'm just almost there <laughs> a mother's work it's a congratulations on another successful mission it was a team effort the question our readers often ask as the mother of a young daughter do you worry about the personal risks of being a superhero and it uh shows her doing her job and returning people to you know kids to their parents and worries yes regret never and it's um uh, luke cage is asleep on the couch just exhausted his daughter's laying on top of him. oh She's yeah like, yeah okay yeah
0: i like that one i i because so. I, there were two with uh cage oh yeah the
1: one where they're like on a talk show or something like that right yeah Yeah.
0: this was the better of the two i thought yeah yeah um yeah okay so i think we're just at the point where it's like oh i like this bit well i like this bit do we have anything more substantial to say about it no it's Um, it's worth reading we should rank them though
2: um
1: it's each individual story let's go
0: (laughs) okay cool we'll be here until christmas (laughs)
1: sweet christmas Uh, oh i don't think i saw that once in this book and now i'm sad
0: no somebody says christmas but not sweet christmas right oh he doesn't say when
2: he's oh you know he does reference not cursing because jessica jones curses
1: one of the things i liked about this book and it's something that i appreciate is the fact that there are certain heroes of specific racial backgrounds who probably don't get as big a limelight as the as you know main heroes for whatever reason And I like that some of the stories make an effort to kind of call out those heroes. And like the part, part of the reason why I bring this up is because I was scrolling past it. And obviously, there's stuff like, uh, like Black Panther's a big deal. Um, Miss Marvel's a big deal nowadays, Kamala Khan, Miles Morales, like, you know, they're kind of big deals. But the one of the ones that they had was that, uh, Heirs of the Tiger by Al Ewing and George Perez. Number 41, I believe that one calls out that, uh, that, uh, was it Jay Tiger or White Tiger, whatever the name is? White Tiger. Yeah. White Tiger. Thank you. He was the first Puerto Rican superhero. And I did not yeah. know that. And I was like, oh, how, how cool. I appreciate stuff like that. And I appreciate that that is specifically like what that year is celebrating because it's 1976 and it's White Tiger gets his own series and Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 20. And it's like, like that, and that's kind of the thing I'm saying too, right? It's like, sure, Miles Morales, similar situation, debuted in somebody else's story. Um, but, you know, but eventually he kind of made it his own. White Tiger didn't like debut in in a series of like a the White Tiger series. He, he debuted in like, a, I don't, I'm not saying it's a generic book, but he debuted in a generic, generically titled book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's nice to see that stuff get called out when possible.
0: Which reminds me, there wasn't a Ms. Marvel story. There was somewhere. not.
1: There was no Kamala Khan here. Uh, Lame. Also, to that point, was also like the Red Wolf book, the Red Wolf story, for like nineteen seventy one, uh, along mm-hmm. that theme.
2: Uh, the VP elect is Kamala Harris, and I and I am used to saying Kamala Khan, and so like I've been saying Kamala Harris, and everyone's been correcting me, and so I feel dumb.
0: It's it's frustrating though because like like Ju Willow Wilson talked about this on her Twitter. It's like Gwillow. Yeah, Gwillow Wilson. Uh Kamala Khan comes from one background and the name comes from one region. Kamala Harris, her name, similar name, different region. So yeah, huh. like yeah, the that's confusing for people who are fans of comic books and I was about to say fans of Democratic politicians, but I don't think anybody's actually a fan of Democratic
1: politicians. I don't politics. think anybody's
0: a f- I certainly hope not. I just now Let's go ahead and rank these stories. Currently on our list, we have 128 stories. Uh, let's see, 80th anniversary of Marvel Comics. What's number 80 on our list? That <laughs> would be The Client, which is the Black Panther story with uh, the first arc of the Christopher Priest run on Black Panther that's like famously celebrated and I think we kind of didn't get it.
1: Yeah. Also, Christopher Priest wrote a few stories in here too and I appreciated those.
0: He did, didn't he? He, did. he, went, he wrote them under the name of Priest. Yes. If, if I remember correctly. Did. Yeah, I remember seeing his name. <laughs> well, there you go. Alright, so 128 stories. Where do we rank Marvel Comics number
1: one? I want to put it <laughs> I feel a little bad because <laughs> it's number one. It's the one that kind of in, in a way, started off the whole thing, right? Uh, I feel like I want to put it below Eternals.
0: <laughs> oh, it goes low, I think. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe. The, uh, I feel bad putting it like actually like at eighty. Uh but but I don't know. I feel like Eternals, Demon in a Bottle, Search Search for Eternity are are all. Thank you for your books, right. especially Search for Eternity because it's coming in like. I mean the grand scheme of things it's coming in not that long after it uh in our short scheme of things it is it is 30 years after.
2: <laughs> see I was going to put it after um the uh, GLXmas special at 100 like have it be the 100 wow. above above maximum carnage. I just I I wouldn't want to reread it, you know. That's fair. Yeah.
0: I want to put it at 115. Wow. Oh, wow.
2: Wow. Ooh, that's in the bad, that's in the, like, actually bad oh. area, because that's Marvel Zombies 3 currently.
0: I don't think it's actually bad. Um, I think as a whole, it might be. Like, I think the only <laughs> part of it that I think is worth reading is actually the Human Torch story. The rest of it, I think you could just ignore. Yeah. Um, But the thing is, it, like, just gut feel. It feels very similar to Ghost Rider and the Frankenstein's Monster vs. Dracula stories that we read, where it's just like, there's a kernel of something interesting there, but... It's just kind of aggressively not
1: great So so would you rather read Galacta, daughter of Galactus over this? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like if you're asking me yes. genuinely yes. yes, I'm willing to, to uh negotiate for higher. Like I'm not emotionally invested in this position, but I'm just surprised that you guys are putting it as high as you are. I
1: well I I think I think for me it's a lot of it is the like I guess quote unquote quote cultural importance. Of it, but I don't know how much that actually excuses or dismisses, uh, like our modern day sensibilities of the writing in here.
0: Yeah, um, first of all, I'm not sure how culturally important this book actually is. Marvel Comics didn't become a thing until Fantastic Four.
1: But, Steven, would we have even gotten Fantastic Four without this book? I don't know. I, That's a real question. I kind of think,
0: I don't know. I, I think we would have.
2: Steven it was ahead of its time. Namor was trying to fight the white man real world.
0: Also, you know, the the Kazar story is super racist. It's so bad.
2: <laughs> the junk the jungle one is like worse somehow too. I just oh.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm willing uh, Where's
2: our racism line? We have a racism. Oh, it's
1: line. pretty high up though. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do you mean the the it's it's disrespectful to put it below racism, or this is so racist. We it's bad.
2: No, let me re- let me rephrase that. I think we had a, a moment where we were trying to put. Yep, yeah, there we go. There it is. There it is. It's Marvel sixteen oh two. I think like, is what you're thinking of. <laughs> well, Marvel sixteen oh two definitely, but we were also trying to figure out where. Um, like truth, red, white, and black went. And I didn't like it, and you guys did. You guys are wrong, but democracy doesn't reward those who are right. And uh, we decided it had to go above Wolverine from 1982 because it was not very friendly to um, people uh, from Japan. So that was like the line. So I didn't know if that was like it's not really a racism line where all the titles below this can have racism. But if you want to be above 40, <laughs> you better be really friendly to everybody except Hydra. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine.
1: Uh, yeah. I was thinking of 1602, which is the, uh, this, this is the uncomfortable like racism. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Rajas. This is what
0: Captain America thinks native Americans are like, no, this is what Neil Gaiman thinks Captain America thinks native Americans are like. Oof. I w- I want to say
2: before we like shoot ourselves in the foot in case we ever meet any of these wonderful people who have made these comics that we love. Um, we don't like these stories. It doesn't necessarily mean that we do not like the creators who are making them, except are there any real jerks on here? I want uh, there's a couple, I thoughts. think, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll just let them be jerks. Someone else can call it and call them that. I will say that. Yeah. We don't like this thing that you did, but that does not disqualify all of your works
0: necessarily.
1: I like Neil Gaiman. Let's go get lunch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I saw him speak in park city. It was a wonderful evening. Huh?
0: he wrote a story in in Marvel Comics 1000. Yeah. He did the Marvel Man one. Oh yeah. Marvel Man. Another another story yep. that's not part of Marvel continuity. Where are we putting Marvel Comics number 1? <laughs> I think
2: you're right about uh Frankenstein. So put you are you saying 114 or
0: 115?
1: Uh uh you know, if we're going to put it that low, I'd rather put it below Ghost Rider cuz at least Ghost Rider goes from like oh no, cancer to straight up hey Satan, can you help out? I
0: think Ghost <laughs> Rider is a little more meme-worthy. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Then yeah, we'll put let's, it at one. Let's 1:15. put it there. Okay, right I after like the I don't 1:15. I don't think anybody actually needs to go back and read it. No. Honestly, I don't think it's it's not like, you know, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, early Spider-Man that we've read is like, "No, you should read this. It's actually really good and interesting." Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything in here that's even close to that noteworthy. No. Um Marvel Comics number 1000. Higher. <laughs> Higher. <laughs> Yes, higher. Yes.
2: It's tricky because what makes it good is you know.
1: Is it is it as tricky as it is to rock a rhyme? It's tricky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I swear we made that joke. In
1: the I, yes.
0: I
2: don't think we've made that one. I think we've well, made.
0: I'm pretty sure we have. I have. I have sincere, <laughs> like I have serious recollections of Aldo trying to cram some really tortured phrase into the. <laughs> It's tricky to rock
1: around to, around, to rock
0: around, let's ride on. the to... okay. Yeah,
2: I, anyway. I, I do sit at the edge of my seat hoping that someone says the word comeback so I can yell, don't call it a comeback, and just like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I was thinking, originally I was thinking, well, 1,000 should just go in the middle of the list because it's, it's good but not amazing, but there are some real good nuggets in there, but I think we need to like look closer
0: Hey, what's the middle of the list? So, Is that sixty
2: 65,
1: yeah. technically, I guess. But it'd be uh, better to give than yeah. the Star Wars and You Hope manga.
0: Oh, so that's the, the Wolverine cuts up elves Christmas story that we just Yeah, read. Die Hard Wolverine. Yeah,
2: Die Hard Wolverine.
0: <sighs> I, I like that Star Wars manga better than this.
2: Yeah, because it's one complete
0: story. It's one complete story with like consistently good craft the entire way through. Yeah. Whereas... I think there are really good nuggets in, in Marvel Comics One Thousand. Yes. Really great single pages. But I think I, I don't think it holds up for the whole eighty, nine pages. I think
1: I think that's also part of its detriment is it's as a single book, like if you were to sit down and read this one book as like just in one sitting, uh you're in for a bit of a marathon. You're in for a lot of whiplash. Yeah. There's a lot of that yeah. I mean the tonal changes aren't like that drastic. But there's a lot of them, and it builds up.
2: I did like that they attempted to... Like, of all the previous stories, like, Masquerader... Like, you know, the Jungle one and the uh, Khazar one, like, I was mad at those. The Masquerader one, I was like, "Ah, that's a Western, I just, you know... Unless, like, it's a really good Western, I do not care. And they took that, they took this mask, and they made it something special. And they made it a through line with all of these comics. So that was interesting, but... The, the the peaks of this book and how high it goes are taken out by how low it gets with some of these just like lame pages that are yeah. like I don't care about what was commemorated it's not particularly great and so it's a pretty medium book I would put it uh, above black bolt home for actually you know what no I would put it just at uh, 64 um, just above no well, no I do like stone I'm gonna start over guys <laughs>
0: It's harder than it looks.
2: Put it above. Put it above. Die Hard Wolverine, maybe.
1: I. I actually. I was. I was gonna say. Oh, see now I have a hard time. Never mind. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, I was gonna say as long as it's like a buff Earth X. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: don't know. Now I'm looking. I, I like the. I like the Demon Bear. I don't. I don't. Yeah, like but that's racism. racism. Freedom. Oh. We
0: wait. got some racism in there. Some really dodgy portrayals of of Native Americans.
2: I take back everything I said about Demon Bear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think there's a lot to like in yeah. Demon Bear, but it's a it's a big deal I think, for the I think it's in, easier uh, the, to um, recommend this unreservedly.
1: Yeah, there's a yeah, there you go. There's an asterisk yeah. on, on that
0: on the Demon Bear. There is a now when you read this, you have to have that disclaimer. The the story presented within these pages is presented as it appeared in <laughs> its historical context and may be jarring to viewers of today or whatever they put at the beginning of those yeah. Disney cartoons. Anyway. I'm fine with that ranking, too. I actually think I'd take it a little bit lower, but I'm not so hung up on it that I'm, you know, not willing to just compromise
1: and say, yeah, this is fine. 65? Let's put it between... Yep, between the Star Wars
0: New Hope manga and Better to Give, the story where Wolverine cuts an elf.
1: I mean, several.
0: Several elves.
1: Give the man his due.
0: Wolverine cuts several Buddy the Elves. I'm really glad,
2: guys, that this is our book club and that we're not, like, talking about Eat, Pray, Love.
1: (laughs) I mean, we can as soon as soon as it's up on the on the unlimited app. Yep. Yeah. Any day now.
2: If your if your white privilege is good enough, you can go out and explore the world and find yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I think it's I think it's a little. I, I don't know. This kind of goes back to what we were saying before we started the podcast that we were talking about our lack of current Marvel knowledge because they built up that whole Mass Raider thing up at the end as it's going to become something important about the the universe, they tie in the three exes that were like investigating and Jimmy Woo, his, whoever that agent of Atlas was Mm -hmm. uh, becoming one of the new exes. Like one of the story is that, is that they find the three new exes, but like the big 2020 event is King in black, which is a symbiote thing. I don't think the mask is involved in that at all.
2: Well, I mean, how, how many, how many events are they going to have?
1: I just feel like i they they were building up to something in there, and it just hasn't paid off yet.
0: It's possible that I mean the three jokers thing at DC didn't pay off for a couple of years. Oh, that thing
1: did not pay off when it paid off. oh Jim, Jimmy <laughs> Woo though
2: the character Jimmy Woo was in Ant Man and the Wasp and was one of the funnier better. Was characters. that
1: Randall yeah. Park? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Was that Jimmy Woo? No, Jim Halpert. But uh,
1: oh my gosh, no. Park. Don't it Jimmy don't. No, he
2: is Jimmy Woo. Yes, it is Jimmy Woo. Seriously. I'm ending this podcast
1: yeah. because you made that joke. <laughs> <What is this?
2: laughs> i'm Just kidding. <laughs> no, he was really great in it, and uh I think because of that, and he's probably gonna be in I'm gonna see right now. He probably will be in future Ant Man projects.
0: He's apparently
2: supposed yes. to be in WandaVision. Wandavision he's gonna be, yes that's what I that's why he like it popped in my head he's gonna be like a big part of that yeah, yeah 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 that's right
1: you guys don't watch trailers you guys don't know that he has appeared in the trailer
2: a little a little if it's TV I'll bend on that but if it's movies I've been then,
0: meaning no. to watch the WandaVision trailer I just haven't gotten around to it for some
1: it
2: reason. looks fun it looks speaking like speaking of things
0: that I've been meaning to do but haven't gotten around to let's talk about what we're gonna read <laughs> for next time
2: <laughs> we're gonna read Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 1 through 5 this is the is this the this isn't the
1: this is the Bendis.
2: first yeah, this is yeah, not the Bendis. No, this is no, no, this is the Bendis. This is the Bendis. It is the Bendis. Miles Morales. It is the Bendis. Yep. Yes.
0: Uh, Bendis introduced Miles Morales in I think Ultimate Fallout, but this is Miles's origin story. So it's Ultimate Comic Spider-Man 2011 issues number one through five, and then we're going to read the 2010 Taskmaster series issues one through four, uh, written by Friend of the podcast uh, Fred Van
1: Linty. <laughs> I think you mean Fred of the podcast? Uh,
0: <laughs> the
1: podcast. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Man, I sure hope he redeems himself finally. I we've not had good experiences with Mr. Mr. Van Linty.
0: I've liked his stuff that I've read, I promise. I promise I have. Yeah, I know. I I, I, uh, I keep
1: hanging on to that promise.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I do like I, I do like the character of Taskmaster. I like uh, he's only popped up a couple of times. Uh, in stuff that I've read, so I'm like excited to get more into him because he Same. has interesting powers. Plus, so.
1: plus, I mean, he's coming up in the in the Black Widow movie that'll release yeah. sometime eventually. No, it won't. <laughs> Wait, isn't it actually coming <laughs> out this cr- Christmas?
2: Wonder Woman comes out on. Christmas. No, I thought
1: they said that. All, uh, I don't know what I'm thinking of.
2: Mulan. No, that's already nope, out. Already out. Been out for a while. What? Yeah.
1: Yep. On on Disney well, Plus, yeah. without the thirty dollars purchase fee. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, (laughs) that's the podcast. (laughs)